At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome in. Live Bet Saturday. You heard it. Jonathan Von Tobel and joining me in person, Jeff Parles alongside. He's going to be with He's actually going to be with you for six hours today. I'm yeah, only long, with you for three. Long day, buddy. But okay. hey, we this is this is the week we've all been waiting for. It's the week where Texas is officially back, right? That's what it is? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Well, especially after the one dude drank. You saw the shoey during college game day to this morning? What, what, I have to ask you this, John. Uh, Why is this a thing? Uh, the, uh, the UFC what? fighter, his name escapes me, but there's a UFC fighter that has made this very popular. Uh, Tai Tuivasa, thank you very much, Elliot. Yeah, made it very famous uh, with the shoey. The, but Tuivasa's shoes are much cleaner. The one on game day looked like he had it for like eight years and was chugging out of it. It well, looked absolutely disgusting. Well, well that, that's the thing I don't get. Like yeah. that, that sounds... Sounds like you're asking to get really sick after that just because right. of all the, the crap that's in your shoes on a daily basis. We are not. Now, I don't know. Maybe, Elliot, you know this. Uh, Tuivasa probably, I would think, has a sponsorship deal with a shoe company, which he gets a new <laughs> shoe every time to drink a beer out of. That would be a very smart way to handle it. Uh, not so much for the drunk guy who is uh, behind everybody at game day. But speaking of, uh, Texas, I was actually, you know, I forgot. I get wrapped up in, like, handicapping these games, everything like that. I forget what time these games start. Yes. We are going to get Texas and Alabama very early. This is the early portion of the college football schedule. They're going to kick off minutes from now. Longhorns are actually running out onto the field. It does look like Texas is going to close as a 21-point underdog at home with a total of 63 and a half. And that leads us into what we're looking at for our early slate before all of these games begin. Uh, you've got a deep card and quite a few in this early window, and we begin with the Longhorns. I couldn't help myself, John. 
I saw, the tw- I saw the 21, and I could very much hate this very quickly. Very much be like, all right, well, Alabama's up 14 nothing seven minutes in, and I'm dead already in this game. But I took 21 with Texas. I couldn't help myself. That is a lot of points in a road game where Alabama last year didn't play that great on the road. Of course, they had that loss at College Station. They should have lost the, 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 the Iron Bowl last year at Auburn and Bigsby stays in balance. They lose that game, and Alabama's not even in the playoff last year. And also, too, the one thing that I always look at when Saban is coaching against a guy that used to be on his staff. Of course, Sarkeesian was his offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. If you end up with a blowout, it will be because Alabama is just so much more talented than Texas. It won't be because Saban's trying to run this thing up. I'm just hopeful Texas can keep this thing at three touchdowns. We get a late backdoor, lose by two touchdowns. I'm on the horns here. Uh, ultimate small sample size trend. Nick Saban, one and two in his last three games against his assistants. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? Jimbo Fisher and Kirby Smart lost those two games. Also beat Kirby in the, and the uh, Bulldogs in the SEC championship game a year ago. But uh, it's sliding here for, for Nick Saban. It's Port- Portland right. Kiffin couldn't <laughs> get it done last year. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, also, you and I share a play, and this game just kicked off. South Carolina in Arkansas. Uh, I grabbed nine there with Rattler and the Gamecocks. And part of the reason, too, is uh, Arkansas a little banged up. Secondary, they're missing two guys. A questionable mark for one of their offense linemen, too. And I also thought of somebody who bet Arkansas last week, Jeff, and I don't know where you were on that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt somewhat lucky coming out of there after laying six and a half and getting them to cover. It was a somewhat unimpressive game against Cincinnati. And you saw a really big difference. Once those two guys in the secondary went down, Cincinnati's offense opened up. And, and I'm a little worried here about Arkansas laying nine. Uh, against South Carolina. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to South Carolina's offense looking mediocre against Georgia State. Yeah. And that That's what this feels like to me. Now, Arkansas is a significantly better team than Georgia State. I know, breaking news right. there, John, but... I, I'm with you. I took the Gamecocks as well, getting nine. You're already you're already getting nine and a half live, which is interesting because Rattler just uh, racked off a nine-yard run to kick things off there in Fayetteville. But look, this is a conference road game for South Carolina. You're giving me over a touchdown with a team that I agree with you. Arkansas did not look impressive in that second half against Cincinnati. And that was the first half where Cincinnati couldn't move the ball at all after the right. injuries. They looked pretty competent offensively. I just thought it was a lot of points. And also, too, I, even though I don't like Spencer Rattler, I am not ready to give up on him as a college quarterback. He could have a very good year. Of course, he's not going to be the first overall pick like he thought he could be going into he's Oklahoma. He's to do it last year. But, right? but he, he, he still has a lot of talent. I expect him to improve as the year goes along. Uh, I completely agree with all of that. And in the right system, you're going to see something here. You see this with these quarterbacks all the time. F- find the right system and everything's going to work out for you. And this is a quick little march downfield for South Carolina as they're uh, about midfield. They're already in Arkansas territory. All right. I'm going to give you the floor because you got quite a bit here in terms of these morning <laughs> games. Uh, walk us through some of the other kickoffs you have. Duke Northwestern, for example, this thing just got started. 14:34 left to go. I was really surprised uh, by the love for Northwestern. I get it. Really good showing in Dublin against Nebraska. But Scott Frost brought his kids out for drinks. Uh, not kids. I shouldn't say that. The ones that could drink. Uh, out at pubs, right? Out there in <laughs> Ireland, uh, reportedly. Wasn't a good performance. And I get Northwestern could be improved with a lot of continuity on offense. They had a team total in some spots of 33 and a half. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Also, too, I would want to party with Danny Burke also. So yeah. I, I I don't blame Scott Frost there uh, for, for doing that. Look, I, I took under in this game. This this total opened 54, and I got whacked all the way up to 58, yep. which seemed kind of crazy to me. I, didn't, I, I of course, uh, didn't take the best of the number because sometimes I'm not the brightest of guys, John. But I ended up taking 57 last night in this game. I, look, Duke's defense looked great against Temple last week, but that had more to do with Temple being an awful football team. 
But Northwestern's offense looks significantly better than I think any of us could have believed in Ireland. Yeah. And I think that more had to do with Nebraska being a jabroni than Northwestern's offense being actually good. So 57 was, I thought, way too high of a number still. I, I liked it under at the opener. I thought 54 yeah. was a fair under. So at 57, I thought it was still quite good, and Northwestern went three and out on their opening drive. So a good start for the Dukey defense. Yeah, and this is what we talk about all the time, too. So we had this last weekend, for example, for those who wanted to look to get involved from an in-game perspective, you know, I was on Michigan and uh, Colorado State over, but I wanted to play. I missed out on the pre-flop number because I think it closed, what, 61 and a half, somewhere mm-hmm. around there? So I waited. First two drives, punts, what happens? Pre, the in-game total gets below the close, yeah. get the uh, the opening total. Bet it over. Sure enough, Harbaugh's a psychopath, and they go over. But this is going to be one where it's a pretty good start here. If anybody thought that Northwestern-Duke was going to be that high-scoring game, you didn't get in a punt here early. Hopefully, Duke gives you another three and out, and you can get an in-game total that's a little bit lower than what it is. All right, we got a third down here for uh, South Carolina on this first drive, so we'll see if they can convert it. Other games that you've got that's underway. E- UNC? Yeah, I, I went against the grain here. I know Georgia yeah. State was a pretty popular pick. Uh, opened eight, bet down to seven and a half. Got the seven last night. I, I'll just take the more talented team. I know this. This Who's scheduling for North Carolina? Yeah. Why are you going on the road back-to-back weeks? I say to- this, by the way. They, the ACC does this in general. Why are your teams, like NC State, for example, yeah. supposed to be one of your programs that might be like, you know, a diamond in the rough for you in the national picture? Why are you scheduling to go on the road against East Carolina to open the year? No, I mean, and they, quite frankly, should have lost the game right. last week in Greenville. So it's just one of those where it's weird scheduling for NC, having to go to App State. Great win last week for them in Boone, and now go to Atlanta, which, by the way, I didn't realize this, Georgia State's home field, Turner Field, of course. Oh, really? Because, of course, it is. Yeah. Uh, redesigned to be a football stadium now. I-, I laid seven with UNC. Could that lose, of course, uh, a-, a lot of uh, smart people, including a few uh, of our uh, VEASAN college football experts on Georgia State this week. And then the other one that I'm on, other two that I'm on, Mizzou, getting seven and a half against K-State. That is currently in a weather delay in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, and as uh, we speak, North Carolina just scored a touchdown. So we'll give you an update on that line. But I'm going to imagine North Carolina is going to probably be about 11 and a half now live uh, against Georgia State after that long touchdown, uh, regardless of what book you're looking at. Seven and a half on Mizzou. I, I don't think that game should have been north of the touchdown. So just taking a number there. And then uh, 10 o'clock our time, 1 o'clock Eastern. John, the Mac is horrible this year. Yeah, They were the one conference that got eviscerated by the transfer portal as bad as anyone. So that would be a common thing through my uh, non-conference slate. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking South Alabama getting six on the road uh, against the Chippewas, against Central Michigan, who really looked awful yeah. until Oklahoma State pulled their starters last week. So I, I, uh, I, I'm i going to fade the Mac. I'm going to do it a few times today. So I'll take the Jaguars plus six in a game that starts at 1 o'clock. And the couple of games we haven't mentioned, first off, a very important one. I think there's a lot of intrigue around this Wake Forest Vanderbilt game. First off, the main headline is that one Sam Hartman is back mm-hmm. uh, after an unfortunate medical condition that caused him to miss the first game. But luckily, not too much time missed for Hartman. Some speculated he'd be out till October. He's back here. So we get this line bump from Wake Forest minus six at the open on Sunday, closing as a 13.5-point favorite on the road against Vandy. And why there's some intrigue around Vandy, well, we've seen two games from Vanderbilt already, taking out some lesser competition with relative ease. Mm-hmm. And now what becomes intriguing is a team with a win total of two and a half is sitting on two wins with non-conference spots left against Wake Forest here and Northern Illinois coming up after this. So this is an intriguing contest for both sides. And Vandy does look better. Uh, For whatever that means, by the time you get to SEC play, we'll find out. But Vanderbilt does look a little bit better. 
Man, they've taken forever to get this third down done. There's been a lot of penalties, and it looks like South Carolina's going to punt this thing. Yeah, away. There, there was a personal foul that uh, caused a a, four, a third and four to turn into a third and 19, which is always what you want yep. on the road in a conference game, John. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, again, look good for about 30 seconds there. And then, Felt good. Was ready and to then, cash and then a punt. By the way, Duke's on the move here, so – uh, you might be able to get a, get an opportunity to go bet an under again if you think that under is good at a bloated number. And, of course, Alabama. See, it took, what, two and a half minutes for me to not like where I'm at with Alabama right now. Crimson Tide still 20-and-a-half-point favorites. They're juiced right now. Uh, but Alabama already out of midfield. That's all right. They're shook. They got a false start penalty earlier, so clearly the crowd noise uh, <laughs> it's over there. To them. Yeah, it's getting to them. It's, it's already a, a rough start there for Alabama. Uh, all right, so a big gain there for the Crimson Tide, and we'll see uh, where they end up. All right, from an in-game perspective, Duke yes. has scored a touchdown, so they are up six nothing right now over Northwestern. Ten thirty left to go. Again, when you talk about it from a scoring standpoint, uh, that is a quick start from a scoring standpoint. So we'll see what the adjustment is for that in-game total. Some updates really quickly. North Carolina up seven nothing over Georgia State. Ten and a half in-game with a total of sixty-seven and a half there. And we're waiting for the update for Duke and Northwestern as the extra point is pending between those. But those are your early scores between these two in these games right now. Also, Ohio State. We did not mention as they are a massive favorite in this game against Arkansas State. Ten oh one left to go in the first quarter. Extra point pending there. They are already up six nothing over Arkansas State. So Ohio State, I'm sure, somewhat of a bloodletting after uh, their constipated offense from last year, uh, last week. That's a way to put it. Constipated, yeah. <laughs> That's a good a way to bit, put it. A little bit. All right, look, I, I, this is one of those 44-and-a-half-point closing line on that yeah. where you're just hoping that you get enough out of Ohio State starters that you're already up 45 when the backup's coming. Yep. All right, coming up at 15, we got a lot to get to. Uh, Barrett Salee and actually make that 30. But when we come back, let's take a look at some of the big games, including Tennessee taking on Pitt. Live bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Live Bet Saturday, Jonathan Von Tobel, Jeff Parles here, uh, monitoring everything happening in the space of college football. No real updates after what we watched before the break. We'll say that Vandy is uh, knocking on the door here in this matchup against Wake Forest, so we'll see if that's going to be the case as they got a inside the red zone here. Vandy looking good on the field through the first two games. We were talking about this off the air. Do think there is something to be said of dominating your lesser opponents, which they sure. did through the first two weeks. Uh, and also... The update in terms of the logo and the uniform. Oh, chef's kiss. Looks like a real college football program. I'm in. I'll send my kid to Vandy now. John, just again, getting, this is a very big thing these days. Getting with the times. Right. Is very important. By the way, Vandy, 10 and a half point favorites before they just pulled it off the board, which makes me think that, yep, they threw an incomplete pass. So Vandy will have a field goal attempt coming again. This was one of the biggest movers of the week. Because of Sam Hartman being able to play after uh, the medical condition that caused him to miss last week, uh, this was eight and a half, moved all the way to thirteen and a half. Yep. But Vandy has looked sharp so far, and they're kicking a field goal with uh, Balavis right now to try to take an early lead over Wake Forest. Once that line repopulates the market, we'll let you know what it is. How about that? This is the first Vanderbilt field goal attempt of the season. Oh, they've just There's been scoring games. touchdowns. Been, too good. Unstoppable Vanderbilt Commodores. Wow, look at this. It's a new era. <laughs> it's a new era for Vandy. Up 3 nothing over Wake Forest. And your uh, your game, your other game is kicked off here. And our own Stormy Bonatoni on the sidelines, actually. We just saw her up on the screen. Hat on because of inclement weather conditions. Missouri and Kansas State is underway. 14.50 left to go in the first. All right, let's take a look at some of the big matchups as we got a lot of breaks here and uh, breaks in action. Tennessee and Pitt. Uh, remind me, are you in on this game? I am not. Okay, so this is a really interesting matchup. Pitt coming off of a win in the backyard brawl over West Virginia. I think a a game in which you can make the very strong argument 
Uh, probably should not have gone the way it did. JT Daniels looked relatively solid. They passed on the left sideline, bounced out of the hands of his uh, wide receiver into the arms of Pitt. They go on to win that game and do not cover, depending on the number you got, because it closed a lot of spots, seven and a half. The one thing that stuck out to me, though, was the strength of this team, Jeff, was supposed to be their defense. 402 total yards, quite a few big plays allowed to the West Virginia offense. That does worry you with a Tennessee offense coming in with Hendon Hooker that's got a lot of big play potential. That's part of the reason I didn't take this yeah. game at all. I, I wanted to find a reason to bet Pitt because you're getting Tennessee on the road. Remember, Pitt won this game in Neyland the last yep. year. Granted, Kenny Pickett a lot better than Keaton Slovis, even though Slovis yeah, I, I, I hated Pitt's play calling last week. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was random. I thought it was all over the place. Uh, it's kind of what you're going to get when you get rid of a guy who had an amazing season as a play caller last year in Mark Whipple. But I, I just couldn't get there for what you said. I, I don't like the defensive matchup here. And as mu even though I'm not a huge Hypo fan, this team will put up yards. They will move the football. And Hendon Hooker was a popular long-shot Heisman pick. And I expect him to pick off where he was last week where – they dominated that game last week against Ball State. Yeah. I had Ball State plus 37. It was obvious five minutes into the game I was done, even though I was getting five touchdowns. So I, no play for me. I will say this, though. If Tennessee gets out quick and it's not total without without a problem, yeah. I would look to bet Pitt in game, but I need to be getting more than six. Yeah, so in, to take you through the journey of this line move, too, this is one of the bigger total moves of the weekend. Uh, the total opened up 69 and a half here on Sunday when we were actually on the air, of course, mm -hmm. during the college football lines revealed. Uh, closes, or not closes, excuse me, is at this point right now 62 and a half. So a full touchdown down from the opener of 69 and a half. And this number's had quite the journey, too. I believe it got to seven at one point in the middle of the week before coming back down to six. So we'll see. I echo everything. I actually, I, I wanted to find reasons to bet Pitt in this game. Ultimately, what turned me off was looking back on them defensively against West Virginia and the potential that that's going to have to be a little bit of a problem. But I'd also tell you, too, with Tennessee, you never want to take too much out of these first weeks. You know, when you come into this matchup, Tennessee, want to see how the offensive line looks against a much better defensive line in front seven that Pitt has. It's a very good front seven, especially when it comes to pressuring the quarterback. They got to JT Daniels quite a bit last week. And the other part is uh, the flip side of that, which is that front seven for Tennessee. Very good in terms of negative plays, tackle for losses, things of that nature, but also tended to give up a little bit of stuff, uh, quite a bit of on the run or on the ground against the run last year. And we know that Pat Narduzzi wants to play hard-nosed football, run the ball, and play good defense, which is kind of weird. Uh, he's an old-school gentleman there. He was complaining last year, even though he had Kenny Pickett, and they were absolutely incredible. He was uh, complaining. He, he, he's one of those guys who I just – I. I can't get behind anything he does. Yeah. By the way, we have a big moment in South Carolina, yes, Arkansas here, where Arkansas with really no resistance has moved right down the field. And depending on the spot, I think it should be fourth and about a foot, it which is. it will be. So right now before that, Arkansas had ballooned all the way to 13 and a half on the live line. So we're going to either see a bigger balloon here or we're going to see South Carolina dip to probably seven and a half if they get to stop, John. And, yeah, well, they're bringing out the chains, so we'll see if this is going to happen. It was it's, close. It was close. And this is, a, this is also the trick with live wagering. Um, when you talk about where you do your live wagering, there are certain shops that still do the whole deal where during game breaks, things like that, you won't get a number up. So this is a pretty big measurement, obviously, for many reasons. But we'll see what the nine is going to be once this is actually measured. Oh, boy. We got a big play in Texas, Alabama, but it does look like that's going to be brought back a little bit here. Personal foul by the Texas Longhorns. What, what was the measurement here? Uh, it was about it was about a, about a foot and a half for okay. Arkansas. So that's definitely go for it. What happened here in Texas? Did we get a uh, oh, we got a blindside block that didn't even get picked up by the camera. Yep, that's great. 
Blindside blocks, man. They kill you every single time. Happens every single time. And they're also they're starting to crack down on these. I don't know if you saw last night in the New Mexico-Boise State game. One of the emphasis for this year is diving onto the pile. And there was a Boise State offensive lineman who dove onto a pile as it was like already the play was essentially settled. Called back for 15 yards. So this has been a big deal uh, in terms of at least cracking down on some of these issues when it comes to college football. All right, Quinn Ewers of the Texas Longhorns offense. We'll see what they can make of their first possession against Alabama. It's a pretty throw. Quinn Ewers? Yeah. I didn't see it. I will say this. He's got beautiful hair, so we'll see if he can actually uh, put that forth in this game. First and 17 for 20 yards for Texas. They're all the way in midfield. That number currently, wow, look at this, off the board. Yep. Off the board right now, JVT, just because, again, Texas moving the ball pretty well. Ewers, uh, again, not nothing there on that one, but – before that, that was down to 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. And again, when we when you have a ballooned line like this, we're talking a three-touchdown line with a home team. Again, correctly, probably, that they were 20, 20 and a half, even though I took the 21 and a half. It's it just one of those where you can see if Texas gets a lead here, how far is the book willing to adjust this early in the game? Will we see it go... 14 and a half? Will you still be able to get more than two touchdowns? Or will you see this creep in between the 10 and 14 range? It won't go south of 10 if it's 7-3, yeah. but you could see a, a, a 11 and a half, 12 and a half on Alabama. Potentially. I, I we, You tend to see, so we talk, I talked about this, I filled in on uh, the night, or excuse me, primetime, uh, on Monday with Sean King. With some of these really highly power-rated teams like in Alabama, or we saw it with Clemson, early scores or early struggles, the market still tends to be pretty like pretty stagnant when it comes to movement, right? Now, Texas, though, the difference would be this is a much higher-rated team than a Georgia Tech. Oh, so yeah. a Texas lead has more weight to it than what a Georgia Tech lead ultimately would be. It's a great point. a game like that, right? So I would say you're probably going to sit right around that 14, 14-and-a-half mark because you're not going to overreact too much. Alabama is a highly-rated team in its own right. That's why they're laying 21 on the road. But Texas has a little bit more weight to it. So I would say you're probably going to float above 14 and underneath that 17. That's a good VEASAN pro tip of the hour there, John. There you go. How about well that? It just, comes, it just comes like that, huh? VEASAN pro tip. They're incredible. Check them out. VEASAN.com. You just go to the betting resources tab, pull it down, pro tips. You get one for every single show, every single hour. It is quite the tool. That was good. That was a good spur of the moment pro tip. Well done. This is what we do here, man. <laughs> Genius just strikes at the most opportune times. Big third down for oh, the Texas no. Longhorns. Can't do that. You can't go wide against this defense. Play calling at times. Well, we got another flag, so we'll see what's going to yeah, be. By the way, if that does hold up, Sarkeesian should go for it on fourth and four at plus 45. Uh, I, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They got the first down anyway because he's offside. I think these teams should always be aggressive in these situations, and uh, especially when you're talking about like a 21-point underdog. You really got nothing to lose. Well, well, that's that's the thing. We saw – well, that was why Jeff Collins kind of dro- has always driven me crazy. Yep. We kind of saw it again last week as a big underdog in that game against Clemson. If you were more than a two – and again, these, I don't care what any coach says. They know what these lines are. Right. They know it. They but see even, it. even if you don't know it, you know generally what you're up against as a team. Well, you, you know, get the you, sense yeah, of what but, you're at. But there yeah. are some college football coaches that oh, are delusional course. enough to think that they could stay, right, stay in the game regardless. But uh, make the play. Nope. There you go. Look at that. Oh, they called him out of bounds. Yeah. Oh, we were about to have a really interesting middle potential there. Yeah. If, they, if Worthy was able to stay in bounds, yours just misses him. Uh, that was going to be. Well, it looked like Worthy, actually, he got Worthy. It's just that he didn't hold on to the ball. 
he's going to hit the ground and it's going to pop out of oh, his that, hands. Yeah, that's yep. incomplete. That was a great throw, actually, by yours. Yep. That was that was we were about to get the situation that you were going to say where we were probably going to have a ten and a, a line between ten and a half and fourteen and a half where I would have strongly looked at middling this game this early. Can I say too, observationally, uh, this is the second time that Quinn Ewers and Texas have gone deep here. Both times. The Texas wide receiver has gotten past his defender. This is going to be something to watch a little early uh, because Quinn Ewers does have the arm to get it down there. And both times the wide receiver has won its one-on-one matchup, his one-on-one matchup. It's just whether or not the play has been complete. The first one, Ewers overthrew it. The second one, right on the money, you can't hold on. You do wonder if that's something that Texas is going to go back to pretty frequently here, but early success for the Texas passing attack. John, real quick here, two updates on games that I have plays on that you can still get numbers that are pretty similar. Mizzou goes down the field, kicks a field goal, 3-0. That number is still 7.5 right now if you want to get in on the Tigers, and I would suggest that. They moved the ball pretty well against K-State there. All right, and also a fourth down conversion for Arkansas. They're going to have a first and goal when we come back here on Live That Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot as opposed to the left by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video season prep that includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights in. That's up to your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks. I will continue to stress that includes NHL, college basketball, and NBA guys. Because remember, those sports start in between the span of your membership. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. A lot of people, Jeff, will say, who cares? It's football season. As you look at all these people here at Circus Sportsbook, very much, very much tuned into what's going on in college football. But it's very much worth mentioning. You get your money's worth when you sign up for VSIN. That includes a lot of good stuff. So, speaking of good stuff, this Texas-Alabama game has started off pretty well. It's very entertaining. A fourth and goal now for the Longhorns. Ah, the, just the patent, the lovely fade to the corner does not, shockingly enough, work for Texas and Quinn Ewers. So, they got a fourth and goal. They got a kick. They're going to go, you think? They got a kick. I, I mean, I'm not, if, you're, if it was fourth and goal at the three, I would, I would go, but it's you're back at the nine. I, I just, just, just kick, take, um, take your points. I, I again, I'm usually not take your points guy, but you cannot in this game go out of that drive that looked great for the part of it with nothing. My, my argument would be. Are you going to beat Alabama with field goals? That and look, that is a very good counter, but in that one, you just. Again, I hate oh God. I hate being take See, the points go. guy. Come on, man! But Don't. in that spot, I'm okay. I, yeah, I'm okay with I'm it. I take the points guy too. I'll take yeah. seven as opposed to three. Ah, yes, there we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the points all day. Very good, John. <laughs> uh, all right. So updates also. Uh, Duke has found the end zone yet again. It was a big touchdown run for the Blue Devils, so yeah. they are up two scores uh, over Northwestern. So a quick start from a scoring standpoint from the Blue Devils. Um, right now, in-game, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Northwestern. Total at 60-and-a-half. So very quick scores. But again, if you're talking about betting this under like you did, uh, the total is higher than what you got at that, Jeff. But at the same time, when you look at it from the standpoint of scoring, if they're going to hold Northwestern down, again, a team that I would stress had a team total of about 33 and a half coming into this game in some spots. Um, if you keep up this 
it's not the worst thing in the world for your pre-flop under. Yeah, this does not have the looks of a box score under, though. That's yes, my big that's concern so far. Where again, I, I I look at yards per play yep. as the biggest uh, the biggest uh, line of demarcation here. Five and a half for Northwestern, not bad, about average. Duke's at thirteen yards per play. Now you got, you got live yards per play. Yeah, you, you yeah. You go to, you go to Google, it pops up now. Get out of yeah. here! Yeah, wow, see, I'm in. See, see uh, a big tech tech company sometimes good, John. But uh, but a third but a thirteen yards a play again. What is this obviously thirteen yards a play is not sustainable. We know that. Look at this! You've but, you've opened my eyes to but, something. But incredible. but but John, I. Duke has really been able to do whatever they've wanted so far in yes. this game. So I, that's my concern. If you're coming in, even though you're getting a better number than I did, I would be a little bit worried because Northwestern had a drive as well where they drove right down the field, took their time, missed a field. Yep. So I, I, I don't love that right now like I did pre-flop because that was that was really good pre-flop because I thought it was overinflated by almost a whole touchdown based off of what Northwestern did in Ireland. Right now, based off of my eyes, I can't go back in again. Yeah. And again, worth pointing out that the 10-point pre-flop favorite is now a three-and-a-half-point underdog of this game, down 14 to nothing I, at home. By the way, John, I just want to bring this up because there are mm-hmm. a lot of people that would be scared of betting a team that was a big underdog as a favorite this early in the game. But watching this game, I actually would not be uncomfortable laying three-and-a-half with Duke. They look significantly better so far. Uh, I... So I would say, and it's two and a half at Bet MGM. So if you want to lay a little bit of a better number, a big play by South Carolina. So they're going to be inside the red zone, down seven nothing against Arkansas in that game. But really quickly, to stick to that point, mm-hmm. for me, I, I tend not to want to overreact too much, right? Sure. So if for like personally, I'm not looking to back in in-game scenarios the team that is up, the team that in which the line has swung in their direction. Sure. I'm looking for instances where I can find some, not the V word, value, uh, but to find numbers on teams that were originally favored because they were favored for a reason initially. Correct. And after two possessions, I would agree with you, when you're averaging over 12 points per play, you've got some really big issues, uh, but there is a middle ground somewhere in there. No, 100%. By the way, Kansas State's going to have first and goal at the one-yard line trying Actually, to... Uh... Is that a touchdown? He might have rolled over him. Okay, I don't, I don't, think, the refs, goal, I don't yeah. think the refs saw that yeah. there, John. I, I actually tend to agree with you off of seeing that. I would I, Look, you are right, but I will say this. There are some circumstances, more so in college than the NFL, because mm-hmm. we're dealing with 21, 20-year-old kids. Last year's Stanford-USC game was the perfect example of this. And, of course, these two teams play today, and I know you have a play on that Can't game. Wait. Where Stanford was a 10.5-point underdog in that game last last year against USC. And it was apparent early in the game, this, of course, was the game that led to Helton getting canned, yep. that USC did not want to be there. And you can get it, you, you can get that sometimes where kids just don't have it on that day. And you can have to, you can be comfortable in that game. Stanford was a third, I think 13 and a half point underdog yep. and ended up being a pick midway through the first quarter. You can pick off scenarios with that. By the way, Northwestern goes three and out immediately and runs what, what was that? On a third and one, a third that went, one they run wide. to the outside and lose yep. 17 yards, basically. Yeah, that was bad. So uh yeah, look, I I, I I understand what you're saying, but there are some circumstances where I agree with you on that as well. I look for that sometimes, but in a game like this where one side is pretty clearly dominating, I have no problem laying what would be, quote-unquote, a bad number compared this, to preflop. This is also a fantastic example of not overreacting from a week one performance. Oh, 100%. Uh, just given how bad, how bad Northwestern is looking. And keep in mind, too, so I mentioned again, so the team that was favored by 10 at close is now the underdog, and the uh, Duke Blue Devils do have the ball, be it inside their, it looks like their 10-yard line right now after a really good punt and special teams play. 
This opened six here on Sunday. So not only did Northwestern open up as the favor, close as 10, they were actually bet up four points from the open of six, oh, and boy. now they're down by two scores without the ball. So it, it was quite the reaction from the market after that. Well, I was somewhat surprised by it. Well, you have to be careful, too. Like, So, like, let's even take the NFL game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Was that more that the Bills are awesome or that the Rams just played as horribly as they possibly can? Right. Where Northwestern played probably the best game they're going to play all year, but that probably also had to do with their opponent, that Nebraska is just an an idiot team. Let's just face it, they're an idiot team. They have been the entire time that Scott Frost has been there. South Carolina field goal 7-3. That is going to be an interesting adjustment there. That was 13.5 before the kick was made. I would imagine they'll actually just stay right there at 13.5. Yeah, it reached Uh, as high as 14.5. Yeah, but but back to what I was saying, though, Mm -hmm. make sure that – if you're going to overreact to week one, you have to take everything into account. You have to take into account how much of that performance was that team's actually much better than I thought and how much of it is, wow, that opponent is much worse than I thought or that opponent is always boneheaded or just not always overrated to begin with like Nebraska always was. Mm-hmm. Uh, update two, uh, Kansas State did get it into the mm-hmm. end zone. So 416 left to go in the first. K-State up 7-3 over Missouri. Right now in game 10.5 with a total of 54.5 between those two. So that's your updated line. And we have a massive play it looks like for Alabama. Yeah, that's going to change the line. <laughs> uh, it is. McClellan goes running down the sideline there for a big play and a touchdown for Alabama. The Crimson tied. Now up 9-3 with the extra point pending. Good thing you took the points. Oh, I wasn't taking out right. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. That's, a, that's not a fun way to join. Good do thing it. you took the points. I, I'm not seeing any spread right now before that long rip there by McLennan. It was plus 540 on Texas outright. Mm. I'm not seeing uh, I'm not seeing a, a live line. That will repopulate uh, in a se- in, in a second. One, one more time, Elliot. 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Yeah, so it's back to pre-flop. Yep. Right back to pre-flop. Yeah, right where you right where it was. And again, right before that play, I had 16 and a half on my screen. So again, like still just floating in that range, speaking more of what we talked about, our pro tip from earlier, right? Good teams, a little bit more weight when it comes to these in-game lines. So still floating around that uh, 17, 17, or 16 and a half range before that big score from McClellan. And now the Alabama Crimson Tide back up to that pre-flop number of about 20 and a half, some spots 21 and a half. Uh, the spread for Alabama in Texas total 63 and a half between those two. All right. No real updates as of where the scoring is right now. So really quick, want to get your thoughts on some of the other big games that sure. we're going to see later today. Um, we talk about not overreacting too much from a certain performance in week one. And I tend to think that when I look at Iowa and Iowa state, because Iowa could not have looked worse offensively <laughs> against South Dakota state last what, what, what makes you say that? Brutal, right? <laughs> two two safeties on your way to a seven. What was it, seven three win? Yes. Um, Defense outscored both offenses. And here's the thing. So it's a couple of things. One, like I don't think I was as bad as it looked. Yes, it was an awful performance offensively against South Dakota State. Also, and I thought this was a really good point. I think it was uh, Bud Elliott who works over at CBS Sports, really good college football handicapper, brought this up that from his power ratings, he actually talked about this, uh, Jeff. South Dakota State would probably be power rated higher than about 30-ish, 40-ish teams in the FBS. Like It's actually a yeah. relatively decent program. So keep that in mind as you look at this. But all this being said, offseason, South Point game of the year, Iowa minus 12. Now we're at minus 3.5 after one game. Don't laugh at me here. I think the overreaction's to the total. All the way down to 39.5? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's an overreaction, too, where, yes, Iowa looked as pathetic offensively as you can ask. And Petrus, who, again, continually fools me in the make, every once in a while makes a good throw, was awful last week. 
But that total seems too low. And Iowa State's de- Iowa State's offense, FCS opponent looked great last yep. week. Yep. They're still going to be able to move the ball. That's what Campbell's team's known for. So yep. I think overreaction on both things, John. All right, let's talk to Barrett Salee, uh, who, of course, is a fantastic college football mind, covers college football for CBS Sports. Talk to him about what we're going to see later today in this slate, which has some pretty intriguing matchups here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Attention, BetMGM customers. If you got a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are available and subject to change. Qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada all right we bring in Barrett Salee writes for CBS Sports about college football CBS Sports HQ radio for Sirius SM College Barrett thank you very much we were actually just talking off the air about what's happening in this Texas Alabama game uh, yet again a deep shot for Texas sets them up with a goal to go situation uh, however we have a flag on the play yeah, is that so, Quinn Ewers on the yeah, floor yeah Ewers just got absolutely pummeled by Turner that's going to be roughing the passer. I didn't see if it was targeting or not, but uh, I mean that was that was a brutal shot right there uh, that Ewers just took. Uh, that is that's going to be roughing the passer, not yeah. targeting. Just blasted his left shoulder into the ground. That uh, that is not a good sign there for Ewers. That looked pretty ugly. So Barrett, you know, I mentioned to you right before we came on. Uh, do you share the same observation? It does seem, you know, barring anything happening to yours here, that the game plan for Texas has been go deep on this Alabama secondary. They have been taking the top off of them. Yeah, they really have. And that's been surprising because Alabama's secondary is really darn talented. And, and so I think the biggest thing with this right now, though, is what happens when Sark gets off script. Because Sark calling plays on script has been money. That, that's been his MO for his entire career. Uh, how does Nick Saban adjust? How does that Alabama defense adjust? Um, you know, I think that's going to be tell the tale of the game. I don't think there's any uh, shock that that Sark comes out and, and tries to take some shots and loosen up that uh, that defense for Bijan Robinson. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens though uh, once uh, once Nick Saban's able to adjust after this first quarter. But yeah, they're looking good so far. Yeah, that 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 injury on on the replay. Uh, we we have seen that that's very similar to the hit that Aaron Rodgers took, mm. uh, but yeah. I guess that was seven, eight years ago now, that uh, broke his collarbone. Again, I'm not going to play a medical doctor here because not qualified, but that's what that hit looked like to me. That mm. is pretty ugly for Ewers, who is able to get off the field in his, on his own power, but we're going to have to monitor that because that if Texas gets in the end zone here without Ewers, this will change, uh, change the way to bet this game in-game. Uh, for sure. Uh, Barrett, uh, just looking at the other two SEC games on the board right now, of course, you're in SEC country. Arkansas just scored to go up 13-3. to Vandy uh, getting smoked early by Wake Forest. Uh, did you have any plays on either of those two games, and are, are you looking to uh, do anything in-game with either of those two? Yeah, I mean, I, I had Arkansas, the offensive line, and you guys have seen it, just absolutely dominating South Carolina up front. And, and they mentioned on the broadcast how – uh, Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson are—they're the heaviest running back quarterback duo in college football, and and that's just that's why Arkansas is so successful. I mean, Rocket Sanders just scored from 11 yards out. Uh, he scored earlier in the game as well, and KJ was seven of seven after the first drive. It's just Arkansas is so efficient, and and that's just what they do. It's it's one of those things where, you know, Arkansas is not going to try to trick you, and that's why, um, you know, I, I picked that game. It was kind of disrespectful, I think, because. Arkansas at home is always tough, but Arkansas's floor is very high. 
you know, this is what they're going to do every single game. They're not trying to get fancy. They just go about their business in South Carolina, just from a talent standpoint, from a depth standpoint, and from a scheme standpoint, I just don't think it's ready. I think it doesn't get uh, emphasized enough just how good Barry Odom is as a defensive coordinator for the Hogs and just how good Kendall Bryles is with a guy like KJ Jefferson, who's able to pound the rock between the tackles, but also complete those passes downfield. It's hard to stop them. A quick update, uh, 10-3. Alabama is up on top at the end of the first quarter. Uh, for those who are just joining us, Hudson Card at a quarterback. Quinn Ewers goes down with a shoulder injury, does walk off, so we'll see if he can come back. A run into the teeth of the defense is stuffed. So uh, Texas pretty much at the half-yard line trying to get something done on a goal-to-goal situation. Barrett Salee's with us, uh, CBS Sports. All right, let's go to a little bit later in the day, Barrett. Uh, first off, we're going to see this in a couple of hours. Very excited to watch what the second go-around for Pitt is, this time against Tennessee. I've made this observation. I'm curious if you think the same thing. I was somewhat surprised by the big plays allowed by this pit defense against West Virginia last week. And now you get a better offense with Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee volunteers. What do you make of this? The Vols are a six point favorite on the road. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be close because, you know, I, I love watching Tennessee. I love watching Josh Heupel. Pitt's no stranger to Hendon Hooker. I think this is the fifth time they've played Hendon Hooker. Uh, but Josh Heupel's not a stranger to Pitt either. Uh, he played them twice. Uh, when he was at UCF. So, you know, a lot of familiarity, despite the fact this is an out-of-conference game. Uh, Hendon Hooker and that offense is so much fun to watch. But I think the under is probably the play because when you when you look at how to slow down an offense like Tennessee, with, with everything they do, with tempo and everything, you know, you can't, you can't substitute in-game, but you can substitute between drives. And Pitt's defensive front is extremely deep. That's exactly what Pat Narduzzi wants. It's what that roster is. So I think you're going to see a couple of stops, a couple of key stops for uh, you know for the for the uh, Panthers against this Vols team. And you know, 66 and a half was where I got it. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it pops up a little more before a kickoff. And I, I think that's just kind of overinflated a little bit. And and the matchup itself up front, especially for Pitt, is is not necessarily getting recognized by uh, by betters out there. So I'm excited to see what happens. I do think it'll be under. I know unders are no fun, but uh, I think Pitt's defense is going to slow down Tennessee enough to to at least keep it low scoring. But in the end, Tennessee, if you want to if you want to pick them outright and and um, you know save some money, or if you want to lay those, you know, if you want to grab Pitt in the points, I could understand both ways. Barrett, let's go to the marquee conference matchup of the night in the SEC. Kentucky goes to Florida. Of course, Gators coming off the big win against Utah last week. Kentucky methodical covering last week against Miami of Ohio. This open seven got bet down to four and a half is now back to six. Gators favored with a total of 52 and a half. Yeah, you know, I think the interesting thing is is Kentucky's so sound defensively and they get, you know, they get right back their best linebacker, which is huge, but they don't have Chris Rodriguez. So I think the interesting thing, though, is, you know, how does that, that defense approach Anthony Richardson? Because we can sit here and talk about how good Anthony Richardson was last week against Utah, but he didn't really have to pass all that much. Uh, so I, I'm very fascinated to see if they stay disciplined, if they're able to slow him down on the ground uh, and, and what Anthony Richardson's capable of you know, through the air. I think the biggest thing though, is that Florida for the first time in like a decade looked really good up front on the offensive line. Uh, that I think is, is what's going to ultimately lead them to a win. If I can, if I can win with a seven point, if I can lay six and a half or whatever it is um, and, and have that ticket cash, I would 100% do that just because I think in the end, it could be one of those situations where Florida just kind of wears them down, runs away in the fourth quarter and wins by double digits. 
All right, interesting spot now as Texas has tied it up. Uh, they run it into the end zone with B. John Robinson. So we're at a 10-all tie between Alabama and Texas. Sets up an interesting opportunity as well in-game right now. Alabama 16.5 total at 69.5. For those who are sitting on Texas, maybe plus 21. You sit here, maybe find an opportunity to lay 16.5, especially with Hudson Card in as opposed to Quinn Ewers. I think, I think you kind of have to do it, especially because Ewers went right back to the locker room. So... Uh, I think that's one of those where you're probably looking at doing that. But Barrett, what do you make of Texas if it's going to be Hudson Card going forward here? Yeah, we've seen Hudson Card against an SEC team. We saw it last year against Arkansas. That does not work well. It just does not work well. That's how we lost his job uh, last year to Casey Thompson. So, yeah, I mean, in game, if you can grab it within 20 points, I think it's something that has to be done. Uh, Alabama, just to me, uh, they were going to wear them down anyway. The depth just is is not there for Texas. And now with Hudson Card, I mean, look, Texas is going to be pretty one-dimensional now. They Clearly, they wanted to stretch the field with Quinn Ewers. Hudson Card doesn't do that. So it's going to be B. John Robinson left and right and left and right. We saw that on the touchdown. He scored the one-yard touchdown. But, you know, he was going to be a big part of the offense, but not necessarily the focal point of the offense with Quinn Ewers in, clearly from the first, you know, drive and a half. But now it's going to be B. John Robinson. If, if, if you're one-dimensional against Alabama, you're done. And, and Texas, I think, at this point is going to be. Barry, we just got over 60 seconds. Any, uh, what other games stuck out to you on the card later tonight? I love Baylor versus BYU. I think that's a 10-point game for the Bears, especially with, uh, with BYU's two top receivers out. Uh, I just think right now Baylor, with the way they play defensively, they're going to be able to key in on the run. They're not going to be threatened by BYU over the top. Hall's good, but he's not great. Uh, so I think Baylor, uh, they know they can make a statement in that game because I think they respect BYU and what they're able to do and the style that they play. And I love Dave Aranda in that spot. Barrett, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it because we enjoy your work. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Got Barrett Slee again, CBS Sports writer, radio, does all of that stuff. So check out his work. You can find him up again, CBS Sports. All right. So again, 10 10 tie. Uh, Quinn Ewers is out for now. Hudson Card, I don't know if you've seen anything official. He's back in the locker room, so that's never a good sign. Yep, we'll update all these scores. Uh, it was a good start for Vandy, but 21 straight for Wake Forest. Has it a 21-3 lead for the <laughs> Demon Deacons and everything else in between. That is as, as it is a live bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.